Napa know-how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic today. Is December 16th, 2016. My name is Phil Prosperreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. A happy Friday to everyone as the Magic close out the week with a pair of games. They'll play the Brooklyn Nets on Friday, a chance to get back on the uh, on the winning track against a, a plucky Nets team and the Toronto Raptors on Sunday. We got a full show for you today uh, on the podcast. I'll be previewing our two games this weekend uh, with the Nets and the Raptors. Uh, and then I'll also discuss a little bit about the free agents that the Magic signed this summer, and specifically Bismack Biombo over the course of the next half hour or so. But before we get going, I do want to say a quick word from our friends at BetDSI. If you love basketball and you're ready to get into the action, you should check out BetDSI.com. They have over 20 years in the business and have great basketball specials. Sign up today, get $10 free to try their service. BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. They have great customer service, fast and easy payment on winnings, and hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. can also get UFC and other sporting events on there as well. BetDSI even has live in-game wagering on all football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. So go to BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. Go there and use your promo code, use the promotion code MAGIC10 to get your free wager and start winning today. And as always, if you choose to gamble, please gamble responsibly. Uh, That out of the way, let's talk a little bit about this weekend's games. The Orlando Magic back in action after the loss to the the LA Clippers on Wednesday at the Amway Center, closing out this homestand with a pair of games, taking on the Brooklyn Nets on Friday and then the Toronto Raptors on Saturday. The Brooklyn Nets, um, certainly the probably one of the, you know, not that the Magic have done well against teams with with uh, losing records this year, but the Nets are certainly a more manageable team. They got seven wins on the year, but they are a plucky team. A lot of a lot of people had them pegged as probably the worst team in the league, and you know, who knows? They might still they'll, they'll probably still fall a little bit uh, on the on the path back. But they are a plucky, energetic team. Kenny Atkinson's done a very very good job getting this team up and ready to play. Every single night, I've I, I've watched the Nets a few times. Um, they've they've happened to play them play the team that the Magic were getting set to play a few times. So I've I've seen them probably about as much as any team in the league outside of the Magic. Uh, and I am always impressed a by how entertaining they are and b how hard they play. Uh, I think after they beat the Clippers in Brooklyn, Doc Rivers compared them to the Heart and Hustle team, which is very very high praise. And I don't know if I'd go that far, but you definitely do see shades of that team. Brooke Lopez is playing some fantastic basketball. He's added a three-pointer to to his arsenal, so you got to watch him trailing the play. Um, we know what he can do in the post. He's obviously a very solid and gifted post player. Uh, on the guards, they've got some nice young guards. Karis Levert's played well. Sean Kilpatrick's played well. Isaiah Whitehead's played well. Jeremy Lin's been dealing with injuries. I think he's questionable for the game. 
So he's another guy, I mean, he's another potential weapon that the Magic could have to deal with in this game. Uh, they just, Luis Scola is a, a good veteran to have. I mean, he makes, he makes good plays, still, you know, does a lot of things well. Uh, surprisingly, Brooklyn is very good at scoring, and they like to get the ball up and up and down and, and play at a pretty speedy pace to, to try and get those points. Um, it's a little chaotic, but they always play hard. I mean, you can't rest on them. You, you can beat them. Don't get me wrong. You can beat them. You can't break down their defense. They'll go through scoring drafts because they just don't have reliable scores all the time. But they're not a team to sleep on. They're going to play hard. They're going to be in the running throughout the game. This is this is you know one of those games where you should look at it and say the Orlando Magic should win this game. Uh, on paper, the Magic have more talent. They have the better team by record. They should win this game, and uh, you know the Magic should feel very confident heading into this game too. But. At the same time, this is the kind of game that's always been a little bit of a trap for this Magic team. If they don't play defense, if they if they come in, play some lockdown defense, put put the hammer down, they they should be able to to build a little bit of a cushion and and get themselves going. If they if their offense plays the way they've played the last week of the season, they'll, they'll be able to keep pace at least. Um, this is a game where they could probably maybe outscore Washington if, or outscore Brooklyn if they're playing well, but. Uh, it, that's not something that the Magic should hope to bank on either. They should be looking to uh, to, to play some defense and, and buckle down and get this get this win uh, on their on the strength of the defense because Brooklyn, while they do score a lot, they're susceptible to some some tough def- tough defense as well. Um, again, this is a team that just plays very very hard, and you got to match their intensity level to, to kind of put them away. Um, you know, you, you never know what you know. I don't think you ever really know what you're going to get from this Brooklyn from a, a Brooklyn team right now. I mean, they'll 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 play good and then play bad. They're they're just kind of that young team uh, in in that framework. And so, if you're the Magic, this is a game that you got to be thinking: we take care of our business, we'll win. Because Sunday is the much tougher opponent. Toronto. Uh, by now, everyone knows what Toronto has done. Toronto is build, built up an offensive juggernaut. They look like they're comfortably the second best team in the East. I still don't get why anyone doubts them, at least in the regular season. DeMar DeRozan and Kyle Lowry are extremely dangerous players. Jonas Valanciunas is solid. They've got Pascal Siakam and uh, Bebe Nogueira uh, and Yaka Pertl uh, providing good minutes off the bench and, and what Bismack Biombo used to provide. Um, these are uh, these are really important um you know, this is another really important conference game. This is another important game for Orlando, uh, obviously, to, uh, to to build some momentum. They got, uh, got a little bit of a road trip, Miami, New York, and then a home versus the Lakers next week to look forward to. Uh, but you got to get some home wins. And, and Frank Vogel said this on numerous occasions in the last week. Orlando's been good on the road, 7-7 seven and seven on the road. But they've struggled at home. They've, they're on a six-game home losing streak. They got to pick up some wins at home. Brooklyn's a really good opportunity to build some confidence, get get off the schneid a little bit. They'll have a practice Saturday. They desperately need another practice. Um, I think they'll also practice Monday, so they'll get that, and then they'll have another day, and then they'll be down in Miami on Tuesday. Um, they desperately need need to kind of get get the ship straightened. Uh, Vogel said after the game that you know they're they're trying to reduce the slippage as much as they can without practice time, but you know they need to get things straightened out. And, and two home games is a good opportunity. Toronto will obviously be a huge challenge, uh, but. The schedule feels a little bit more manageable, at least opponent-wise. Um, games that the Magic should feel comfortable winning, and, and as Orlando proved on Wednesday, 
They can compete with anybody, um, even when their defense isn't working perfectly. I, I, I don't think they, they should try to outscore Toronto. Uh, I don't think they have the horses to do that. Uh, but they're, they're proving that they can keep pace and, 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 and compete with anybody. They've just got to find a way to eke out these wins. And Friday's a good opportunity to start that with uh, with the Nets in town. So the Orlando Magic take it on the Brooklyn Nets at 7 o'clock on Friday at the Amway Center, and then they'll take on the Toronto Raptors on Sunday at the Amway Center. We'll have a complete recap of those games on Monday's episode of Locked on Magic. Napa know It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10-31-17. On to today's main topic of discussion, and that is, you know, we've been doing a little bit of kind of quarter poll review um, that this past this past week or two weeks now uh, as we've hit the, the quarter, quarter poll of the season. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the free agents the Magic signed, and of course, you got to separate one of those big free agents uh, away from the others, and that is Bismack Biombo. What are the Magic getting from Bismack Biombo? Has he been worth the investment that they've made? Running through the basic stats from from Biz, uh, it's been a bit of a mixed bag. I would say he's he's in the starting lineup. He started the last eleven games, averaging six point zero points per game overall. That is actually a career high, but not what you signed signed him for. He's uh, getting 8.2 rebounds per game, 1.3 blocks per game, shooting 49.1% from the floor. That's the lowest of lowest equal percentage of his career since his first two years in the league. Um, so it, it's it. Those numbers don't quite tell you what Biombo's giving because again, Biombo's not an offensive player. That's not his role. Uh, his role is not to, to to score a lot of points. It's to be a defensive presence and to rebound. And so. When you look at some of his advanced stats, maybe that reveals a little bit more about him. He's got a 17.0 total rebound rate. That's the lowest in four years for him. He's got a 24.6 defensive rebound rate, also the lowest since his first two years in the league. His block rate of 4.0% is a career low. That part is a little bit concerning. And on basketball reference, his more advanced statistics, a 2.5 defensive box plus minus suggests that he's playing better defense than he was last year. Uh, kind of in line with how he's been the last few years, a little bit down from his peak, uh, and 0.9 defensive win shares is pretty solid. Uh, Biombo has done very good things defensively. He is a shot blocker, and the Magic have seen that very clearly, uh, and he's done a very, very good job on that front. On help side, he is as good as anybody, but his defensive impact has been a little suspect. On the court, the Magic gave up a 104.1 defensive rating with Biombo on the floor. So uh, you take the defensive rating for the Magic every moment that Bismack Biombo is on the floor, that's a 104.1 defensive rating. That is below the Magic's average of 104.7. Wow, that's really come up in the last few weeks. Um, really below the Magic's, it's it's better than the Magic's average, in fact, but not quite the defense the Magic wanted off the court. When Biombo's off the court, the Magic gave a 105.4 defensive rating. So Again, a bit of a mixed bag. I think that's changed a lot in the last few weeks. Uh, the whole defense has changed a lot in the last few weeks, but um, the Magic are getting something from Biombo. It's, 
I think it's in his individual numbers that things begin to look a little weird with Biom- with with Biombo. And, and it's hard to get a good handle on exactly what he's providing this or not, not it's hard to get a handle on exactly the impact Biombo's made other than just an intangible uh, of course he's doing well he's a shot blocker he's he's Bismack Biombo individual defense on post-ups this year Biombo has struggled just a bit taking a look at his stats on nba.com Bismack Biombo has given up 1.03 points per possession in post-ups this year. On 1.6 possession, 1.6 possessions per game, he's given up 1.7 points per game and 1.03 points per possession on post-ups. Not seeing a lot, not seeing that a lot. Teams aren't posting him up very frequently. On pick and rolls, uh defending the roll man, uh I'm I'm looking up these stats as I as I looked at this, so I apologize for not being a little bit more prepared. On his pick and rolls against the roll man this year, Biombo is giving up. Sorry, typed in the wrong search. Biombo is giving up 0.89 points per possession. So again, struggling on post ups, but doing well on pick and rolls. So how how do we make sense of what Biombo's done so far? How how do we make sense of his play to this point? You know, I think Biombo has done very good things. I think he, he's been a benefit to the team. He's been worth what the Magic have paid him, and he's been capable of playing alongside Nikola Vucevic this year, which I think is very, very important as well. Um, what he's doing is certainly more intangible. It's not something that can get captured in statistics. He blocks. He's blocking shots at a lower rate, um, which could be for a number of reasons. Uh, but he's still there as a presence to block shots. He's still there as someone who can make impossible blocks. And, you know, uh, I, I I mean, I think you could certainly accuse me and Orlando Magic Daily for being a little too pro-Vucevic right now. And, you know, I think there's numbers to suggest that. And, and certainly I think Vuce has done, done his job too. But there'll still be plays where Bismack Biombo makes a block and it's like, that's why you pay for Bismack Biombo. Because as good as Nikola Vucevic is at getting into getting into uh, position, he can't recover from mistakes like Biombo can, like Ibaka can. If there's a criticism I have for Biombo's defense, perhaps it is that he tries to go for blocks too often and doesn't rely on positioning as as much. He struggled in, in the last few weeks with boxing out. His rebounding is down a little bit um, from his from his uh, highs of last year. Uh, but I, I think that. He's still someone who you can rely on to rebound. Um, I think pairing him with Vucevic does actually help him because Vucevic is a stronger rebounder, and and beyond and Ibaka Ibaka's just not a really good, it's not a great rebounder, uh, which is you know a little disappointing for a size. But having Biombo there should make it, should make him a better rebounder. His shoulder injuries also I think caused a little bit of the problems with the with the rebounding issues. He's not looking to be as physical, um, perhaps, but you know, Biombo. It's it's hard to again it's hard to grade Biombo because you know what he does just is so intangible and how he go how the defense is going is probably how he needs to go as well. Um, 
So if I were to give Biombo a grade, I'd probably say a B, B plus for for his grade for the season so far. He's generally done what the Magic have asked him to do. Maybe he's tried to get out of his box a little bit too much offensively at times, which pretty much anything that's not a dunk is probably a little bit outside his box offensively. Uh, defensively, he's had moments of brilliance and moments where he's struggled and moments where he's looked a little overpowered and moments where he catches himself out of position trying to to block a shot. I mean, it seems like he's trying to take on a leadership role and and really preach to the guys to 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 stay with it and to and to not and to not give in to, to easy excuses. But uh, it's certainly a um, a different animal when it comes to Bismack Biombo. It's definitely hard to judge him, and, and maybe something that we judge more toward the end of the season, whether he's worth the salary he's getting. And again, I, I think some of it is uh, not particularly easy to judge too uh, on that front, but. We'll 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 continue to get a good glimpse of Bismack Biombo throughout the season. Uh, I think that he'll 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 round into form again, just like this defense will surely round into form as well. So, what about the other free agents that the Magic signed this summer? Obviously, they had a very very busy summer uh, this year and, and did a lot of uh, tinkering, a lot of work to to change the face of the roster. So, what did the what what do we think of the rest of the Magic's roster? Uh, we already looked at Bismack Biombo. Um, the other one that I think you need to look at pretty carefully is DJ Augustin. Obviously, he's in the starting lineup right now. Uh, what what is he giving the Orlando Magic? What what did we expect him to give? Well, we didn't expect him to start number one, but we expected him just to be a solid veteran, provide some shooting, and and do a lot of do a lot of the kind of basic, simple things that that a backup point guard needs to do. And generally, I think he's done that. I think DJ Augustin has been a very good signing. Um, I don't think you want him starting long term because he does have some defensive limitations. But he's made three pointers. He's made good plays. He's been able to get Evan Fournier on the ball a little bit more. He's been a good fit for this Magic roster, and especially as the Magic made the lineup change, it's made it it made sense to have Augustin in there. Um, I have a mailbag coming out where someone asked me who is the Magic's best starting lineup, and I was looking at some of the numbers, and and I, if you're asking me, I I'd, I'd still default to saying okay. Let's try and reinsert that original starting lineup a little bit more, test it out more, get get a bigger data set, because since the lineup change, it's actually played very, very well in the limited minutes it's played. So I, I would kind of say that that lineup's good, but when you do that original starting lineup but replace Alfred Payton with DJ Augustin, so it'd be Augustin, Fournier, Gordon, Ibaka, Vucevic, you probably, and it's only played like 39 minutes together, so it's not a huge sample yet. It's one of the better lineups that I've seen by net rating uh, on the roster. So I, I think there's something to explore there. And I think Augustin has pushed for starters minutes. His shooting is something that this Magic team needed. And so he filled a very important role for this team uh, and helped it become better. So I would say the DJ Augustin signing has been a very good signing for the team so far. Uh, he's obviously taken the starting role. He's doing what's asked of him. He rarely has a bad game. Um his defensive limitations have been covered up pretty well, uh, and so I think that the Magic can be very happy with how Augustin has played. Probably the biggest, con- the most controversial uh, free agency signing was Jeff Green. Uh, he his career has been up and down, and his time with the Magic has frankly been up and down. And you know when when uh, when we posted our our quarter poll free agency grades earlier this week, it was before Jeff Green really started getting himself going again, and and I think expectation levels with Jeff Green were always going to be very important. If you expected him to come in, be something of a star, 
you're going to be disappointed because that's not who he is. That's not who the Magic needed him to be. The Magic needed him to come off the bench, provide some scoring, provide some some uh, off-the-bounce attack, uh, make shots when he was open, and just kind of fill some gaps. Uh, and the Magic struggled to find him in the right role for a while. They started him, which was you know just a complete disaster for him individually. Um, you know, I I kind of said you know he the thing he does as in the starting lineup is he stays out of the way. He's never in the wrong spot, which is what you expect from a veteran. He's usually in the right spot. He's usually doing the right things. He just wasn't making shots. He wasn't scoring. He wasn't trying to score as effectively as he was. And now that he's coming off the bench and he's more of a sixth man again, him and Alfred Payton have great chemistry. He's done a really good job of finding his spots, being aggressive, scoring the basketball. You know, as long as you're avoiding kind of the isolation plays and he's shooting the ball in more more of a rhythm or on a catch-and-shoot, he's been fine. I would actually grade Jeff Green pretty well on the scale. I mean, I think he's been a benefit to the Magic overall at the end of the day. Uh, Like a B minus, maybe a C plus for that that terrible stretch he had as a starter, but that that I don't think that was his fault. As long as he's not starting, you know, he's giving you something at least, and it's been fairly. I mean, we might be going through an up up patch right now, uh, and and a down patch is coming from him because that's just kind of how Jeff Green's career has been. But he does still have something left in the tank, and he still has some value on the team. Perhaps the only uh, the only thing to to watch out for is a little bit of his defense, which I, I think has been generally better, but certainly not uh, not his forte either. But but he's done some good things for the Magic, and I think uh, we can't uh, we can't overlook that. Um, Damian Rudez, he's played a lot more than people expected him to, uh, as the Magic have had to go small. Um, wouldn't surprise me if the Magic look for a little bit more of a traditional stretch four, or God forbid, play Aaron Gordon a little bit at the four. Um, but you know they need they needed a stretch four. They needed an ability to go small. Rudez, he isn't the most ideal option. His defense is really, really, really rough. I mean, his defense is is not good. And and, and if he's not making shots, he doesn't have a ton of value uh, on the team. No, I mean, no offense to him, but that's just kind of who he is. And and the Magic have had to turn to him and use him in the rotation a few times now. Uh, and he's hasn't really had that big game yet, and, and maybe he only has like one or two big games in him per year. But he's uh, he's just kind of there. Um, he's 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 on the roster, and he just kind of does his his thing. And so that that's that's I think that's all you can say about Damian Rudez. Um, those are the Magic's free agent signings. Uh, you know, through X amount of games, the Magic are ten in are are eleven and sixteen. So. You know, do you want to say the Magic had a, did well in free agency when you know the record is obviously worse than it was last year, and they haven't quite found their identity? Individually, I think these players have played well, but I think ultimately the problem with the Magic, as as I think we all know, is just the pieces don't fit perfectly together. And I think about a lot of the frustration is some of the Magic's players that were already on the roster didn't make huge steps up individually. I think the Magic needed Aaron Gordon to take a big step up. They needed Alfred Payton to take a big step up. They needed Mario Azonia to, to be a player who can contribute, and obviously he hasn't been able to. Uh, Serge Ibaka, I think they're still figuring out how to use him correctly, and, and he's done some good things too. So, um, you know, kind of in isolation, each move seems to have worked out well. Players seem to be playing better, but as a unit, as a group, they have not. And I think that's where the problem is for the Orlando Magic so far this year is just as a unit, this group has struggled to fit together perfectly, has struggled to fit together well. Uh, and so that's that's going to be the 
the the storyline for this team the rest of the season is how do these pieces all fit together uh, in the end, and how do they kind of get back to you know a, a playoff level, playoff caliber level of play, which the Magic were at for a while, and and I think um, no amount of you know t- you know tinkering is going to you know necessarily do that. They've just got to kind of do it and find the right pieces. So again, like in isolation, a lot of these players have played have had their moments, they've played well, but it hasn't all come together yet. And I think that's the the frustrating part for, for the Magic and their fans right now is it just doesn't feel like everything's come together. So even if, you know, you can look at Biz and say, oh, Biz has, you know, done some good things, done some bad things, but generally he's been good. You look at, you know, DJ Augustin, he's done a lot of good things for this Magic team. You look at Jeff Green and say, you know, he's still a little inconsistent, but he's done generally good things for this team. It just hasn't come together yet, and I think that's that's the missing piece for the Magic this season. I want to thank everyone again for listening to the Locked On Magic podcast. Once again, you can find us on iTunes, Audioboom, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, all the fun places that you can download podcasts. You can have them downloaded straight to your podcast-enabled listening device. We do appreciate all the listens and all the comments and reviews, letting everyone know how great the Locked On Magic podcast is. We appreciate all the love. Be sure to follow us this weekend on Twitter at OmagicDaily as well as at LockedOnMagic. As we get set for the two games this weekend, you can get the latest on the Orlando Magic on those channels, just like uh, you know the news that Steven Zimmerman and CJ Wilcox are going to the D-League, going, going down to Erie. So uh, good good for them to get some playing time as, as they've struggled to get playing time. Supposedly CJ Wilcox has a knee issue that he's trying to rehab a little bit, and that's why um, he's going to Erie. Uh, so that should be... Uh, that should be a, a good, uh, good, good thing for him, and hopefully the Magic can get him back and and try him out a little bit in the rotation. I'd like to see him get get some minutes. Uh, you know, not maybe not over Mario, but I'd like to see uh, Wilcox get his chance uh, in in the near at some point this year, too. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at omagicdaily as well as at Locked On Magic. Be sure to like the podcast on Facebook at Locked On Magic, uh, and I think that is it for the week. Uh, for Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. Have a great weekend. We will see you all on Monday. And go Knights! You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.